Welcome to episode 310 of Coffee Pods and Walls. If you think you're tired, get yourself a whoop so you can prove it to everyone with a handy visual. No longer will people be able to doubt your fatigue because you can now shove it in their face smugly, but with very little energy because, you know, you're tired. Join.whoop.com forward slash CPW for a discounted membership on the best recovery coach on the market. Jake Douglas, Trap Daddy, put a story up today saying he's moving to Fitter because it's a far superior user experience. You should move yours too, or ask your coach to move theirs. Get.fitter.training to have a go at a free trial. Goad have their game season coming to a climax in two weeks in Madison, always supporting the community and the athletes and the sport. They want to support you by making you feel inflexible and rigid before holding your hand through to flexible and, I don't know, wobbly. Download the app and start your free trial and your mobility test. Ever since we had our first child, I've been told that I have bags under my eyes, so I've got better, more fashionable and functional bags to carry and wheel around when I travel or go to the gym to distract people from my face. Built for athletes.com and use CPW15 for discounts, and they've got a new bag launching next week, which is meant to be an even better way to transport your smelly knee sleeves and discarded bits of tape. The news with LSKD. LSKD have their Good Times Club, New Pulse gear and fresh colours on the value series. You can head to lskd.co and LSKD TV will be premiering an incredible looking documentary on Friday with Jordan Cahu, Can Porter and Matt DeLugos and Heath Thorpe focused on mental health and led by Elliot Sauvage. You can watch it from Friday. And if you're on the website, you can use CPW LSKD, all capitals, for a discount as well. Crash Crucible is open for registration. The retour kicks off in October, but the equipment list released for the qualifiers to earn your spot there in October will be released tomorrow, Thursday. J.R. Howell is behind it. He's a gifted mind in CrossFit, and there's a reason why so many elite athletes head to this event every year and to its partner event later on in the spring get on it at crash crucible with the link there to register as well strength and depth was on at the weekend taylor ho won the female elite ahead of ella wilkinson and holly tynan ella has taken this year off to focus on graduating and having done that last week looks set to have a barnstormer of an off season based on this holly and taylor followed up their berlin appearances with a podium here setting a marker out for early doors for next year more berlin alum won the men's side harry lightfoot came out first ahead of tiago luzes and Petey Savage had two event wins on Sunday to elbow his way onto the podium in a phenomenal comeback from surgery and a deserved reward at the end of a torrid year of rehab to be featured in the news DM or email. Today's guest is Sam Cornforth. We chat about frustrations, fitness, fame, and ditching me for Guinness. Enjoy, listen, share, and tag. The wrecking part when you click in and it's like... Well, we got one person waiting, so I know that I think that actually might be me on my other tab. Oh, yeah, we'll just keep watching and commenting. Yeah, there we go. Nice commenting as yourself. Um, how are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Very busy, but um, very well. How are you? Thank you for having me, first and foremost. I know it's been weeks and weeks of trial and error to try and communicate with me via WhatsApp. Um, it's actually quicker via pigeon carrier. Um, I'm yeah, all... you're, you're a difficult man to. You'd be good at wrestling. You're a difficult man to pin down. Um, I was uh, I was talking to someone earlier on today, and I said like, "Oh, Sam's coming on later," and they said, "Oh yeah, that's been a while coming, hasn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah, he really fucked me over about two months ago." <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad. But now, now I can tell you, it was Guinness. It was yeah, yeah, Guinness's fault, which was a big deal. So I was like, I couldn't tell you at the time. But um, thank you for bearing yeah. with. I'm glad you replaced me with 
someone much funnier and handsome than me. Uh, meme for time. I actually watched that one. Um, mm. And it hurt the, bit, the intro hearing that I was supposed to be I felt so sorry for him when you're like, it was actually supposed to be Sam. <laughs> he sat there like. Yeah. Now I had said to him, like I had precluded it with mm. someone just dropped out. Like, are you free for an hour? So it's not like he, you know, like he knew. Um, yeah. It would have been pretty fucking obvious anyway. If I, I just like ran on it, like be like, I need you for an episode today to release tomorrow. And they'd be like, it's pretty obvious that someone dropped out. Yeah, um, exactly. That Guinness, that's fucking crazy though, isn't it? Like that's no Absolutely mental. So and is like, that purely, was that purely based off they saw stuff that you did yourself? Like they saw your other stuff and were like, oh, that could work. Yes. Seeing stuff on my own Instagram and then just reached out to me and were like, um, can you do something in a similar vein to what you're already doing for this product? And then the nitro surge was the product. Um, and it was actually a really long deal to like get over the line. I, I never believed it was actually happening um, until like two days before I had to film it, which was when we were supposed to film this podcast. Um, so yeah, it was a huge deal, but it was like three months in the making. Um, yeah. And then w with these brands, when you have like, three months of negotiating and then every once you've said yes and once they've said yes it's like you have like three days to deliver like a script the video like the first draft they can then send amendments then you have to like it's it's chaos but it's um a very fortunate position to be in yeah is it like is it easier just doing your own shit like is it easier just being like oh daniel brandon's in town for rad i want to make a video with her rather than like here's draft number one and then they're like circling shit and send it back to you being like no you can't say that you can't do that angle that looks bad do this instead yeah yeah well rad rad a, be a beautiful brand to work with because they don't care they literally yeah. don't care about anything i had a boner in the video and um they were like love that they were there like uh ben massey and cooper marsh were there on set like holding the tripod holding the camera filming with me and they would love it was freezing at the time it was in the winter um and they were helping me like erect this penis this fake yeah. deodorant by, they were doing that by holding your tripod yeah exactly <laughs> good good damn it i should have said that <laughs> um, but yeah they're really really cool to work with i actually I, I do really like working with brands because they um they give you boundaries to work in they get it's almost like problem solving they give you like a really a lot of the time they give you quite a, a mundane either product or subject and then they go make something funny um, whereas w when it's making my own content, I can kind of just like, like I could do anything. I could go do a cafe sketch down the road. I could do a Daniel Brandon video, just having a boner filming her. Um, it's always after the fact that brands then go, oh, you should have, we would have paid you for that. And I'm like, yeah, like every time I do my own video, they're always like, oh, you're wearing this. You could have got paid for that. And I'm like, oh, bollocks. Um, but I do yeah, like, just wear like plain, plain everything exactly yeah yeah just non-branded stuff yeah um the we'll talk we'll talk about your your content and stuff in a while um yeah, no there's other stuff i, I want to cover as well um is it true i've heard you say or i've seen you say a few times that so you start like the, the way i know you is from wit from when you were with wit um yes. with with wit um yes. and is it true that you got that by just kind of stalking, like semi-harassing Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I had a mustache at the time, so it was equally weird. Uh, it was um, 
I was just in a, I was working with a startup company in London, making like a thousand pounds a month, paying like 700 pounds rent. And I was like, skint, as skint as you could possibly be, like not being able to afford lunches and stuff. And it was difficult. It was a difficult time. And I was uh, at the same time as being skint, I was training in CrossFit in North London. Uh, and it was like the only thing that made me feel something was just yeah. like hurting myself every day, like burning my hands on a rope or slapping myself doing double unders. Um, and then I found wit one of the guys in the gym that I was training in had a little wits rune um, stuck on the back of his Metcon one. And I remember seeing it and being like, what's that? Like scratching it. And he's like, oh, no, don't do that because it's limited edition. Um, and then he went, oh, there's this, a new store opening in St. Paul's called Whatever It Takes. Um, and they sell Noble. And at the time I was like, I'd seen Noble on athletes, but I was always like, I've never felt a Noble trainer. It's like feeling Mickey Mouse in the flesh in Disneyland Paris. I was like, I need to go and feel a Noble. Um, so I went to St. Paul's and then just like felt all, like all the products for the first time. I was like in Disneyland. Um, and then the next day, printed off my CV, walked in, handed it in, uh, had my actor headshot on it and didn't get a reply. Um, so then I just copied and pasted my entire CV and sent it over three messages to Dan and Sam, who are the co-founders of WIT. In like DMs? Yeah, in Instagram DMs. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they both, it was funny because they both replied at the same time with different excuses as to why they didn't want to hire yeah. me. <laughs> probably, probably sitting beside each other. What, <laughs> yeah, what are you exactly. going to say? No, I, you can't say that. I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah uh so they both had their own excuses saying one of them said like they didn't have a budget at the time and the other was like oh i love your energy but um no slots <laughs> love your energy yeah, i love the fact energy. that you've copied and pasted a 500 word document into a dm yeah and my headshot <laughs> <laughs> um but, but yeah they uh neither of them wanted me at the time and then a couple of weeks later they had an opening and then they were like right we'll give them a chance and even in the interview process dan williams we always joke about this because I was sat there in the interview with Dan Williams in a WeWork, just me and him. At the time, Wit was a team of seven or eight people. Um, and the whole time, it felt like he, he was trying to convince me not to take the job. He was going, um, it is only 30 hours a week. You're like, it's not going to be a good pay. Like, 30 hours a week. And then within two and a half weeks or three weeks of working 30 hours a week, they like, were like, oh, okay, you're okay at the job. Let's go full time. Um, and then three years later, I'm like now doing what I'm doing now, which is a big fast forward. So I ruined the podcast. End of the podcast. Seven minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's about it. Anyway, um, the so you were doing CrossFit. Uh, how did you? How, you've been doing CrossFit a good while then. That's about, yeah. f about four years then. Yeah, yeah. 2019, the beginning of 2019 was when I first. Started. And how did you stumble across that? I literally um, got off the tube. I used to work in a steak restaurant in London, at the, and like. I went for my evening shift at 7 p.m. was when I started. So I was getting the train like 5.45. And I just looked in this big warehouse that was playing drum and bass next to the train station in Haringey. And I remember seeing my mate Patrick, big Irish Patrick Kinhart. He was just doing ring muscle-ups, just wouldn't stop doing them. And I was watching him being like, what the fuck is this? And I looked in the corner, there's like like overweight people, like putting barbells over their head. And I was like, like this is obscene. I don't know if it was a circus, like rehearsing or something. I had no idea. Um, and then I saw a little plaque that was like drawn onto a like uh, vinyl that was like CrossFit North London. And then just when, when I was stacking wine shelves in this restaurant that shift, I just typed in CrossFit on Facebook of all places. Um, and then it just came up with loads of videos of Matt Fraser, Tia, et cetera, um, all the hype reels. And I was just stacking wine, like buzzing. I wanted to smash everything. Um, 
and then walked in the next day and was like, do you do like trial classes? What is the, what's the vibe? And they were like, oh, you need to do a foundation course first. And at the time I was like, oh God, they're just conning me into spending like 60 pounds a trial class. It'll be like a minimum of five trials or five um, foundation sessions. Um, and then I went in and the guy was just like, do a power clean. I did a 50 kilo power clean. He was like, yeah, you don't need to do another foundation class. Just come to the classes. Um, and I went to the classes and then, yeah, never looked back and then started doing comp train with the boys in, in, cause I was working evening shifts. So in the day I could just do open gym with all the coaches. It was such a good vibe. You would just do comp train workouts, free comp train workouts. Um, and just got obsessed from then on. And ever since I've been, yeah, slightly addicted. Were you doing stuff before or were you active before that? Just like pure gym, like the standard pure gym bro split would just go in. I'd go on YouTube and go like back and buys workout and then go on my notes and just write it down and then go do mm. it that evening. Um, I mean, I thing- saw you put up a, you put up a clip recently. I, don't, I can't remember, was it a reel or, a, or, or was it like a carousel of pictures where it was like you when you started CrossFit and then you now? Yeah, and like, yeah, it looks to me like you were doing fuck all pure gym <laughs> before you started CrossFit. Like, yeah. there, there wasn't much back and tries happening when you were going in. No, I don't think. No, I thought I was like, I, I, so I, I went on the holiday with um, my ex in America, and I remember thinking I was massive. And then it wasn't until I looked into that CrossFit gym and saw all the like what I would think in a in a baggy t-shirt were average looking people, but they're all topless and they're all shredded doing ring muscle ups. And I was like, yeah. I want to be like that. Um, and then I just signed up and I'm just very grateful that I didn't fall into the standard. Uh, I'm not fit enough to try CrossFit. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the, the arse ache of what, what you hear a lot of in like normal gyms and conventional gyms is people going, oh, I would try CrossFit, but I can't do handstands. And you're like, if only you knew. Um, but I'm glad I didn't do that. I just went straight in balls deep and ruined myself for a year. Yeah. It's always great to have balls deep thrown in a podcast. <laughs> How long um, have you been- Oh, a little bit longer. I think like 2018, I think. But I didn't know I was doing CrossFit when I was doing it. It was like they kind of slowly bled it in where it was like, you know, oh, we're going to do like, it's called like Tabata. So you do like mm. on off. And then I was like, okay. And then I was like, I'm going to do like wall balls and this is how you do them. And we're going to do kettlebell swings. This is how you do them. And then it was like, all right, we're going to do another AMRAP. What's that? Oh, it was just another name for the Tabata thing. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, all right, we're going to do, you were going to do EMOM now. It was like, why, wh- wh- how is that different from the other thing? It's like, ah, oh, it's kind of just the same, but we're just going to start every minute. It's like, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, here's some thrusters. And then it was like, oh, here's a rower. And we're going to start using that. And it was like, oh, like, do you want to start doing pull ups? It's like, okay, I guess. And it's like, hey, you've been doing CrossFit for like three months. <laughs> um, yeah. But there was no cross, like that was like the first, well, there was another CrossFit gym, but mm. it was like, I don't know, it's viewed as being a bit weird. Maybe that's harsh to say, but I think people were just like, oh no, I wouldn't go there now. So I think mm. they had the right idea of like slowly building it in, um, rather than just like shouting it from the rooftops. Um, Nick Wild Zombie says, Sam is most, much uglier on web. That's the benefit of filters. Yeah, um, I did. Say, I, did say, I was hoping you would also ignore that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't comment on anything else. He just left it at that. No, he said uh, he's joking and he loves you. Oh, um, and T Bird said, "How is Can your bride doing?" We'll get on to uh, Can. So T Bird actually uh, bought me a number of coffees on Be Friendly earlier on, and I really appreciated that. That was very kind. Um, I wrote an article. I'm writing an article on Teams, and I've made a mistake in every release so far. So, like, there's a daily they had. I did like the 38 teams or whatever, and yeah. they add 
they start off with like five and then the next day they added five more that I did. And mm. every day so far I've made a mistake and I'm convinced <laughs> it's karma because I mocked morning chalk up calling Jake Douglas, James Douglas the other day. And I'm uh, like, right, that's because I commented on that. I didn't just keep my mouth shut and now I'm being yeah. punished. Um, although I'm getting like much more obscure people mixed up. Like yeah, I'm getting yeah. more and I'm as well. If you go onto like the game site, and look at the team. Every team has their fucking alternates listed. So there's like six people. So then you have to go onto Instagram and find their celebratory. We made it to the games post. See who's tagged in it. Oh, then click into their profile and double check that it's the right. Because like some of them have all six tagged, even though the two alternates aren't actually involved and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. Um, I, do, I do always wonder because I always see with people with friends on Be Real. I always see mm. your sheets your infinitely long sheets none of so a lot of that is mike halpin so he does all the like data so he had i don't i honestly don't know how he does it um he's told me at least 12 times how he does it but he (laughs) does some kind of thing where he puts the crossfit website like the game's website through some kind of program and extracts data okay and then he just has like an excel sheet of so he, he he was the one he he was like these are their best finishes here's all their finishes and all the workouts against the other 38 37 teams that have qualified like i didn't have to do any of that research i just had to look at the excel sheet i mean oh. it will transpire that i got some of them wrong i'm sure but i just had to like scan across and be like and i never use excel so mm. i was constantly fi- i was like oh you can highlight the whole row like i was like dragging my finger across the screen being like okay am i still on the right line and then i was like clicked it by accident i was like oh look at that it's all highlighted <laughs> it's like, yeah no, I, I equally hate excel why i, I just don't it. understand it and lo- like my brother is like he would be like oh do you know you can do this this and this and he'd be like tap 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 and there'd be a fucking monkey dancing on the screen or something and like i don't know how to highlight something um you uh so you were working in a startup and you're working in uh what would you call that service industry like restaurant yeah. industry hospitality. hospitality that's the one mm-hmm. um like it's you're a far cry from that now um would it be f- fair to say that like covid kind of changed everything that like lockdown changed your trajectory a good bit because like that's kind of when the real started stuff isn't it yeah so i i always I feel like I've always cared about what I put on social media. Um, even though beforehand it was always just training carousels and me just um, trying to PB every day to get more likes. That was mm-hmm. legitimately what I thought. I was like, well, if I don't PB, I have nothing to post on Instagram. So it's a waste of a session. Um, and then when lockdown hit, I kind of just was like, I've got so much free time. TikTok was kind of blowing up. I was seeing like people like Tia Toomey, Shane, or doing like, do you remember the like, um, it's a chopper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That trend for a short period of time. Um, God, people were so fucking bored, weren't we? Like, my God. Oh, my God, mate. March <laughs> 2020, April 2020, it was just the same. It was remember the incredible. dance, the weekend? Remember the weekend song? That was, yeah, the big, Fraser. Like, so that was one of the first yeah. videos I did with Fraser, um, who unfortunately had to live with me for a year. Um, but yeah, so just seeing all these trends and being like, oh, I could do that, but do it better than that person I've just seen. it, And I then was just like, from then on, it just like spiraled. And then when I moved back to Devon for tier three lockdown, um, <laughs> yeah, when it was tier three at Christmas, and we all had to like flee London because we thought there was going to be like a war, <laughs> not letting people <laughs> out. 
Um, I fled back to Devon and then my brother loves like videography. And I was just like, Harry, hold the camera and then film me do this and I'll film you do this bit. And then just started like in my free time in the day, we just started cropping videos on like cap cut and video leap together. And then didn't really anticipate anything of it. I didn't, I, I never thought I want this to be my job. It was just like a trial and error process. Cause at the time I was working with wit fitness and I was running their social media. So it was kind of like my page was the throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and then go, Oh, that worked. Let's do it for wit. Um, and then slowly after over time, it started to reverse in that it was like, uh, when I got free reign on wit, it was kind of like, they gave me their TikTok and they were just like, go mental. And I did go mental and they got like 30 viral videos in like three and a half months. And then that's when I realized that if I started doing that for myself, where could I be in a year? Um, and that was kind of the, the switch that flipped was like when I was doing like reports for wit and going, oh, I'm making a lot of big videos for them that include me. I'm in front of the camera that I could just go and put on my own account instead. Um, but it was lockdown. You are right. That 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 was the kind of catalyst um, to making my own content. How many people work at Wit now? There is a lot. There's a lot. There's like the new guard at the minute. So like um, the OG OGs aren't there anymore, but there's um, loads and loads of fresh people. It's like it, it, the office is like doubled. There's a lot of staff there now. Because seven seems so small. Yeah. Like if there were seven people there when you started, that's like... Tiny. It was so small. It was like uh, th that's not including the coaches. There were like the coaches at Wit London, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there was it was legitimately like a WeWork, um, and there was like one long table, and it was in a shared community space, like hot desking space. We didn't even have our own office. Um, there was like two of us at a stand up desk eating porridge all day, and then there was like the rest of the important people. Um, but it was literally like eight people, ten people, eight to ten people, and everyone knew exactly what everyone was doing. And now it's like over two floors in their own office. Um, it's yeah, a long way from that. Um, yeah, that's mad. It is crazy. It is crazy. Um, you said something else here that was um, interesting. Yeah, your brother, he's um, is acting like you, one of your parents is not your mom is an actor. No, yeah, dad, yeah, one of them. She, uh, she studied uh, a bachelor's in at Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama in Cardiff. Okay. Um, so unfortunately she had to drop out in her second year because my she, she gave birth to my sister a uh, little bitch selfish um fucker. yeah very selfish we, we hate her for it um but yeah, she um <laughs> she had to drop out and uh my dad was a footballer so he was playing for swansea he was the captain of swansea at the time my mum was oh, in oh look at this just and, casually uh, like clang i'm oh, just gonna yeah. drop that and move fast I think he's I think he's written his own Wikipedia because he's put one cap for Wales. I don't know if he's actually played for Wales. I think he's just written that himself. Um, but he was this captain of Swansea. My mum was working as well, was an actor in Swansea. Um they met, did the things, and then my sister happened. My dad got transferred to Exeter, I popped out, and then I grew up in Devon. Um and my brother I assume yes, your mum went to you're not just claiming yourself as being an illegitimate child there your mom also went to exeter when your dad went to exeter yes. you were like my dad went to exeter i was born it's like he was gone for nine months exactly and then I... <laughs> no i was i was legitimate my, my brother definitely wasn't yeah. um but i was definitely sister questionable as well but you were definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah um so is your is it a dramatic household then is it like is there a lot of uh like what's christmas yeah. like and stuff is it very loud and very oh, like... mental absolutely mental at one point we had 27 cats 
Um, <laughs> just accidentally. De- mate, Devon's a weird place. The village we live in, everyone else... Devon is, is like, that's Cornwall, isn't it? That's yeah, the just, custard, custard place. Yeah, just no, that, that is Cornwall. Uh, Devon is custard, yeah, but uh, Devon's uh, the county further south. Um, is Devon but, not, like, heavily accented? Yes, yeah. But you, none of you seem to have... No, I don't, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit, a bit weird. My sister's got a very Welsh accent. My brother's a little bit, I think they're a little bit more West Country than I am. I think because I wanted to be a thespian an actor, I kind of just like yeah, yeah. forced myself to sound how I sound. Um, but my mum is very Welsh. My dad's very Geordie. My mum's so Welsh. She's like Indian Welsh when it's, when she gets angry. Um, it's hilarious. But the house is crazy. Like we had 27 cats at one point because we went to a pub for a roast. We had one cat at the time, a female cat. We went to a pub for a roast and they offered us a ginger cat when we paid for the bill. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Let's take a ginger Great cat. Deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. he Wait, do you want this ginger cat? Or we'll just have the lamb, please. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, can I have a Yorkshire pudding, please? Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then the ginger cat just went mental. And then our girl, female cat, gave birth. And then they all had babies. And they, it just went crazy. We all had our own litter. Um, and now the village is, like, full of stray cats. Um which is a product of my house. So you've basically made like Lanzarote in, yeah. isn't it Lanzarote that has that? Like, yeah, yeah. Like that. When you get to the dots, yeah. Um, and then what about like, so when you went, so you, where were your parents? Where were you living? Were you living in, De- in Devon when you went to London originally for the startup and the wine bar and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I, um, I went, I moved to London in like 2012, 2013. Um, to train with a theatre company for two years because I was I didn't want to go the conventional route that my mum went, which was a bachelor's, like a degree, because she had a lot more experience in acting. And I didn't really. I did like village pantomimes and stuff like that. I dressed up as a woman and p- played a camp role. Any and, excuse. Any yeah, excuse. Made, made all the old... What old were you like in school? Were you is this, is this an attention thing? Like, did you... Were you like the... Do you like, say, when you were in school, were you getting in trouble for talking and doing stupid stuff and that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, but not like not like in a rebellious way, just because I just I was just like the jester. Like if I always yeah. thought if I make a dickhead out of myself before anyone else makes a dickhead out of me, then I've won. Like you can't if I make fun of myself so hard, like I won't like it all of it kind of like a bullying defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah. If I bully so, myself, self self depreciation, isn't it? That was, yeah, that was exactly. a very it's a very Welsh and Irish thing, I think. Yeah, so I just I just took took the piss out of myself, made a fool of myself, got like kicked out of classes and things um for the enjoyment of other people so then they would leave me alone um, do you remember uh do you remember the first time you like got a laugh or that people like did you get that like oh fuck this is nice i need this again i actually um it was it wasn't even in person it was uh, i started doing youtube videos just in my bedroom lip sync videos um in like 20 2009 i had to go through my youtube I in 2021 20, <laughs> <laughs> 2022 mate was my first laugh um it was uh in like year 10 or year nine or something that i started making youtube videos and uh me and my brother my, i vividly remember just like roping in my brother and we'd like i write a list of songs we go on um limewire i don't know if you remember that oh Maybe. yeah yeah i got lime yeah yeah down download all these different songs and then play them on my phone and then film myself on like, one of those cameras and uh we would lip sync for like two hours and then i would cut it down 
uh, and make like a 12 to 20 minute video that you can actually look at them. They're called like the world's best lip sync one and two on YouTube. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, okay. One of them is 250,000 views, but at the time, ITV paid me 250 quid to use the video. Um, what? Yeah, this was like years ago. So we did that. Uh, that was kind of, the, and then that year, I won funniest male in my year at school um, oh. because of my YouTube. And that was kind of the first time that I was like, oh, you can do things online that aren't like off the cuff and get appreciated for it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I can't, there's so many private videos that are just, would just get me cancelled. Uh, just me like pretending to kill myself and stuff with video. Is this, how do I find this now? Do I type, do I type in your name? If you on YouTube, you'll find some horrendous videos. Me slapping my brother topless. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. You're like a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Harry even... Styles looking like a B-Tech Harry Styles. Oh my god, this is like, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, I don't know how this is gonna play now, but we'll give it a go and see. Oh, oh you're sharing it on the screen. It's so funny. There's so many parallels to what you do, like the way you are now. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know you had the technology to bring this up right now. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be a uh, comment section enjoying thing, but no. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, the one top right is with my brother um, when he had oh, hair. I'm gonna embarrass him too. He's got his beard what? now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's I'm... worse? The, like, the one of the worst parts, like, obviously, your brother is the worst part about this video. But one of the worst parts about this video from for probably more so for you is that that song to me feels quite recent. Like it doesn't feel like, you know, maybe I'm in that oh, stage really? where I'm actually older than I realize I am. But like for me, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. Like that was on the radio like last week, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Actually, Will Brandsetter made a video. He makes videos with um, Michelle Basnett. And yeah. he asked her about he asked her about getting cut. And he sang So What You Got Cut to that song on the video and it was like very oh, funny because it was like off the cuff um that's cool yeah so this is this is kind of the beginning of when i started making videos um yeah wow he's taking cocaine there i assume that's the joke is it um yes. yeah that's gonna be great for the audio listeners uh they're really gonna love that um the uh that's that's remarkable why did itv pay you for it what do they want to do with it they um they did a video. I'll send it to you after this. But they um did, like, <laughs> I'm not sending it to you now. I'll send it to you afterwards. <laughs> oh, I can't find it. They basically did a UB like a UB frame style thing with um okay. viral oh videos. like with uh here, here we're so meta. Here's our YouTube uh hilarious yeah, YouTubers. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So they would like uh, contact a bunch of YouTubers yeah. and be like, uh, can we showcase this video on our new series? And they did like two episodes and it it flopped. What age um, you, Sam? Twenty eight. Okay, that's uh, Nick was asking that. That's not, oh, uh, yeah, it just popped up. There we go. Yeah. Um, 28. Okay, wow. Uh, what age were you there then? You were like 14. What year was that? 2010? Uh, I didn't see. I, I do have the technology to bring it up, but I can't be bothered to bring it back up. I think I was about 15, 16. Okay, yeah. Um, 
Right, okay. So old enough to know better, but um, still 250 <laughs> quid to a 15 or 16 year old. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, yes. Oh, here we go. Look, Nick's going to make you into a meme. That's great. I basically oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, well, you brought it up. I, I didn't, uh, didn't actually mention anything um well i've i've literally brought i literally brought it up you figuratively brought it up um yes. so okay so then so the thing the the getting a laugh and the i guess the attention of it or the nice feeling of like people thinking you're funny or people like you get mm. value from that then i guess that fair yeah definitely definitely like uh when i won that funniest male in, in of the year at school and went up to get my award and got a round of applause like that was a nice feeling you can't deny that what isn't going to be a nice feeling um and then i just like i i, I sat down with my mum when i left sixth form and i was just like i don't really know what i want to do i could go to uni like everyone else and just do like geography and then leave and just work in a restaurant um but i just didn't know i i knew i enjoyed the art of storytelling and being a knob essentially just being a, a knobhead and making people laugh um and then my mom was like just do what makes you happy and if that is uh being a full-time knobhead then try and pursue that and then i found this company called fourth monkey that um specialize in almost mirroring a bachelor's so you do the same syllabus as a bachelor's but they can't be an accredited course because you're touring at the same time and working with them um so because it's not it doesn't have its own address and its own permanent fixture yeah. Uh, it, can't, it can't be a bachelor's. So essentially I did a bachelor's in two years instead of three. So we we're doing 40 hours a week, which was mental, like uh, like Arkham Asylum kind of vibes. It was like uh, the, weird, the the most surreal two years of my life, but it's like formed me into the person I am today. I'd um, say there's some fucking weird people that do that course. Oh, mate, it's so weird because it's from the ages of like 18 just graduated to 38 <laughs> year olds in the yeah. same company for two years 40 hours a week um and you're like make little things like every morning we would turn up and they play like some uh, classical music and you'd be like in the middle of the room sorry audio listeners and they'd be like right leave with your sternum and you'd have to like close your eyes and everyone in the room is just going like For, not joking, like 20 minutes. And then they go, from your pubic bone. And then everyone's just going like. <laughs> but then um, we'd also massage each other every morning and massage each other at the end of the day. And you just get into pain. I think I've, I'm starting to get a grasp of the actual reason this isn't an accredited <laughs> course. Like, I think, I think the reason they told you maybe isn't totally transparent. I think it might yeah. be the massages and leading with your pubic bone for 20 minutes. <laughs> With your what eyes closed. That? that means there's somebody watching with their eyes open and everyone else has their eyes closed. <laughs> what is that? Um, the reviewing system that comes in just like schools? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ofcom. Ofcom, yeah. Ofcom yeah. essentially came into one day. We're like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you got nice, nice water facilities. Yeah, it's a nice toilet. <laughs> What's happening in this room? Oh, this is our massage. <laughs> yeah, it's our own massaging right now. Uh, yeah, um, that's funny. Um, so, did you finish doing that? So did you like, was the, um, what would you call it? The hospitality work and the weight work. Was that like a, oh, that maybe not that, that's not going to work out. Maybe I need to look at something else. Is that how you end up? Or were you still kind of back burnery looking for stuff and seeing what would happen? Yeah. So the, the false sense of security that all actors fall into, I think when they leave drama schools is, you're told repeatedly at drama school, if you leave and you have an agent when you leave, 
doors will just fly open and everyone will just like offer you jobs left, right and center. You'll have audition after audition. And if you do loads, you're, you're no doubt going to get one. So everyone, I think all these actors, especially in London, like young actors, you see a lot of them um, will just fall into hospitality jobs for a very long time because they're people pleasers. They can like switch on this like positivity, be like, hi, enjoy some tap water, still sparkling. <laughs> they could do that for hours because it's like just a role that you have to play. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a natural fit for all, like me and a few other actors that kind of like fell into the same position. Um, so it was on the back burner slightly, but it was like, I had an agent. So I was like, oh, any day now, she'll like, I'll get into good shape at Pure Gym in the evenings. And one day, like a Marvel will contact me and be like, hey, we, we love to audition. We need, vict- we need victim number three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'd have loved that. Um, and it's it's mental. You pay for like a subscription. Like a, basically there's like a Facebook for actors and you have to have like, it's 13 pounds a month. You have to pay for that. Otherwise casting directors can't see you. It's so old school. And um, the, the process of actually getting one job took me like, four years to land my first job um which was halo top an ice cream advert and uh i remember when it came in i was like so heavily in my overdraft that it finally got me out my overdraft and i was like finally i I could see the light but even that was like a five round audition process is that the one that that, was that like maybe two years ago was that the one with the treadmill long ago yeah i put you shaved your mustache off yeah yeah and hilariously they uh the i'll try and find the photo they said they were when i was sat in the the chair the makeup chair on the day of shooting they went um so this is the uh, reference that they're uh, they're going for they want sam to look like um i'm not gonna be able to find it but basically they found one photo and they said we want him to look like this <laughs> just for audio listeners it's just a picture of ryan gosling <laughs> I just pissed myself because I knew I got the job at that point and I could just take yeah. the piss out of myself. I was like, I'm so sorry. You're not going to get that. Like if the wind picks up, I'm bald. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry, but you, you failed at that, that hurdle. Um, but yeah, that was like two years ago. Um, took like It was like a five round audition process. I had to film myself in my bedroom running on the spot. And then I had an in-person first round audition. And on the way, they got an, got an email from my agent being like, you have to bring an ice lolly so then you can lick it because it was like around COVID time. So you, so you can lick it on a treadmill. And I couldn't find an ice lolly. So I brought a pepperoni, but I brought a red pepperoni and it was so fucking spicy. And I was stood on this treadmill and I thought the audition would be like a 30 second lick job. I was <laughs> licking this pepperoni for about five minutes and I was like burning. I was hot because I was running on a treadmill and my tongue was on fire. Um, and I got a recall, mad, like miraculously. Came back for the recall, actually brought an ice lolly this time and then got the job. But even when you get a job, they just say you, you're penciled to book these dates. And if you're penciled, it doesn't mean you're in pen because they can rub you out, which is yeah. a, an old fashioned. So you're penciled for the job get excited, send us your passport, send us your bank details, and you're really excited. And one day they could just be like, no, sorry, we weren't with someone else. But what luckily, do they need your passport for? Uh, I don't know. Just in case they change location, they fly you abroad. Because a lot of places, they just like randomly were like, oh, we have to, we, we can't film in a football pitch in the UK. We have to film in Poland. Um, uh, so they just fly you away. Um, but then I came back and then did it. And uh, yeah, and it was like the best paid job I've ever had. And uh that was when the first time I was like, oh, this is awesome. But again, it was a five round audition process. Um, is it the- basically just consistently that where you feel like, like, do you kind of feel like giving up and then you get an almost and you're like, oh, well, I nearly got that one. So I'll keep, and then you feel like giving up again and then you get one yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's 100% that. You get to the point like 
I had a PlayStation advert audit, like an audition for uh, the VR for, for cinema screens only. Um, and I got, it was like a four round audition process after the self tape. So it was really long, um, but you get paid like 50 quid for each round. So like for me at the time, it was like, okay, at least I'm getting a little bit of cash for like doing an hour's work. Um, but then I got penciled for the job and it was 28 grand for one day oh. in Poland. 28 grand for one day in Poland, uh, the day before my like 25th birthday. And I remember thinking like, this is it. This is like the beginning of the end. Like I'm like, Marvel are going to see me in a PlayStation advert pretending to be in Skyrim and then be like, oh, let's get him in. <laughs> Victim number three, he's Jack. Um, 28 grand. 28 grand for one, one advert that was one day of filming. But then they said no. On the day before I was supposed to fly to Poland, they said no. And they went, sorry, we went with someone else. Um, did you so see said, that ad then? I did. Yeah, I did see that. Um, to be fair, the guy was very good looking. So I don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> Does that mean that? So they penciled like five people? And then yeah, they, they just... penciled like three to five people on average. And then. And they show like Mr. Sony. And he's. Yeah, yeah, literally the top of the top. And then they just say yes to one of them. But it literally could be five hours before you're supposed to be somewhere. Um, yeah, this the, Nick is kind of echoing what I was thinking when you were telling that story about the pepperoni. Licking a meat stick will get you hired in seconds. In <laughs> All I was thinking about was like, this sounds as bad as the company that you were touring with. And Mary's wondering what an ice lolly is. A popsicle, you'd call it, Mary. Um, oh, he, he had to bring a popsicle. And instead he bought a, a pepperoni, which is... A hot sausage. Yeah, it's like a long... It's too thin to be a sausage, really. It's like... Mm very long and thin and it's like basically a kebab that's been squished in to... a condom yeah in a weird in a yeah. tasty condom it's weird yeah, yeah it is weird yeah. exactly weird british food um <laughs> yeah. 28 grand that's nuts because like yeah. when you were saying like oh they might randomly decide to change country the thing going through my head was isn't it fucking insane how much money companies have that they can be like actually we're going to do it in greece like just yeah, last minute yeah. and then when you said like oh it's 28 pounds just to be like oh, i'll be anywhere yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah literally i pretend to be in skyrim shooting a dragon and then going Foos, and then they go here's 28 grand thank you for coming um, crazy it's absolutely crazy. mental mate um so yeah you're right it was it was there was like the the carrot on the string was always kind of there like just close enough that i felt like i was nearly getting yeah. a job every time and, and then I just never got them. And then until that Halo Top advert. And then it wasn't until lockdown that I started making my own videos that these brands started contacting me directly saying, can you make content for us with similar fees to the Halo Top advert? And that's when I was kind of like, I need to step away from this old school kind of rat yeah. race of acting and, and spending my life going from audition to audition and just convince the brands to come straight to me and I cut out all the audition process and then the power is completely in my hands to be like, no, actually I don't fancy that advert, um, which is such a good position to be in. Um, and it just feels like a cheat code, to be honest with you. It feels like I'm just like retired at 28, um, which is mad. But that's, that's, on, that's, on, that's a very recent power that's available though, isn't it? That's, yeah. that, is, that is since TikTok that people have the potential mm. to say, oh, I'll just sit back and wait and eventually someone will either send me shit or pay me to do shit or yeah. pay me to do our shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause it is like it's, and I think that you've basically done what most people who are in a similar vein, like dream of doing like, uh, like, and I don't mean even just thinking, 
what's the word like insularly or whatever thinking of other meme accounts or other people who do similar stuff like that's yeah. what they want they want to be in a position where rogue i mean it's t- it'd be uh, yeah. totally off brand for rogue but for rogue to turn around and say hey we really want to make you uh, to make us a stupid video that mm. will get views and here's yeah. a, here's a budget or whatever um i saw recently you um crossfit games followed your page yeah um, what's the story there is there something happening there you're probably not going to talk about it through this uh i i hope so maybe not this year but hopefully in the in the pipeline um we were in talks about doing something over the semi-final period but um timing would, would that be similar to your wit yeah i think mic so. in hand yeah weirdly, weirdly. i don't know if you've seen that i did a i did a verification video where i dressed up in a blue morph suit and like humped the air for like five minutes um <laughs> But they sent me that video as reference saying, can you do this at the CrossFit Games? <laughs> I was like, of all the videos, of all the CrossFit videos I've done, you choose the one where I've got a sock down my pants and I'm humping like the air. <laughs> um, yeah, they sent me that one uh, for full transparency. And I was like, yeah, if you're willing to fly me to America. Um, but no, we've got we've got a good relationship, which is nice uh, that they follow me. And it's, it's mental to think that like at the beginning of the, you know, the whole reason I started CrossFit was to like, one stop smoking to try and not be depressed about failing as an actor and now i've got the crossfit games contacting me to work with them and make silly videos for them which is just like full circle in quite a short period like three years which is mad um but no they're a very cool team behind the scenes which you probably know is no i don't have a clue to be honest is that Um, actually the ball guy uh, from your story hi sam it's me the missing ball man are you planning to work that is that the game? do you think that's actually him that'd be crazy yeah, are you talking to him yet no but i saw he dm me just before this and i'm going to reply to him it might be uh that's pretty funny is, you, i'm going to reply to you after this and am i planning on working with any athletes at the games this year yes uh probably michelle bazanet she's reached very out to be very good bazanet i made that mistake for a long time and i was is corrected bazanet, bazanet? Is it Bazinet? Not, not Bazinet. Because that's how I assumed it would be. But yeah. I, I said it like that. And Will was like, you fucking idiot. It's Bazinet. <laughs> <I got laughs> um, Bazinet. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's cool. She's very cool. Yeah. Um, she's very cool. She'd be great. Yeah. Um, and she's staying in a house with Hiller as well. So you could try and get him to do something. Oh, is she? We've yeah. never actually met Hiller. Me and him follow each other. And I feel like um, we could do some naughty sketches. Uh, but he might get me cancelled. Uh, so I need to be careful. Yeah. But you can edit. You have the power of privilege afterwards. Yeah, if I edit it, that will yeah. be fine. It's um, like, thanks for the two hours, cool. Hiller. I've got this 16-second clip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel it's safe to post. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, geez, that'd be, uh, that'd be amazing. Because th- those are... I really like those with the open, um, the open videos. Mm. Um, yeah, no, they're very good. I kind of half stole that for i did like battle for middle ground last oh, i saw those yeah you did like interviews with philroy and stuff in the yeah the and i was like purely off what you did i basically <laughs> just totally stole what you did and was like i'm gonna do that but you know the way you were like i can do that but i can do it better i was like i can do that and i can do it slightly worse and i'm gonna do that um yeah because i think it is it's a good format and it's good the yeah. the power of the power that you have to like uh seska was one of the people that i was talking she was like oh no, i don't want to do it i won't say anything funny and i was like but like we can make it funny afterwards <laughs> so, like you have that benefit of like you slow down yeah. something or you speed something up and it's funnier or you throw in a caption or you focus in like one of your friends was in one and i 
he called he called his mate like broski in the thing and i was like definitely commenting on that when i put the yeah, video yeah. together um yeah no there's it's like it's a great little format um i think i probably owe you royalties for that but i don't know we just gloss past <laughs> but the that. best thing about that is like when people are in the pain cave and dying their inhibitions are completely removed yeah, yeah. and they, they don't have time to think about being funny which makes them a lot of the time a lot more funny um so when you can interview someone on the floor after 21.2 or something yeah a stranger and you ask them like what noise they make in bed they're probably going to just do it without thinking of what the yeah. repercussions could be and it could be a banker there could be an investment in investing or something and and, like, and their oh, wife could say i've never heard that noise <laughs> yeah, exactly um, um but then you also have the benefit of once you get once like now you're in the position of i don't know three quarters of a crossfit games following group in a gym will recognize who you are do you know what i mean like there there still are people who go to a crossfit gym and you say dave castron they don't know who you're talking about but like yeah. the people who follow the sport or follow like the, the general accounts that everyone kind of follows three quarters of those people will know your face and who you are and what you do. So then you also have that thing of like, there's the excitement of like, Oh, God, am I going to be, am I going to be in one? Or like, <laughs> and then they're more giving then just because of that. Like you see it with, say with uh, Savan on his show, like he's yeah. really, really good at what he does, but mm. there are athletes or coaches or whatever who go on his show and are open books the second it starts because of his reputation and because they know what he's like and then they go on another show not mine obviously but they go on another show and they're more closed off because they don't know and they don't they haven't bought in i guess um yeah. so it is it's a nice little um it's a nice little perk that comes but it's kind of a vicious circle because you don't get that unless you're successful but then mm. to be successful you kind of need that a little bit like you need people to trust and go with it yeah it was always that it was always going to be the first few and Luckily, the beauty of working at WIT, I was rubbing shoulders with like the fittest athlete in the world. So like my first, my second week of working at WIT, I was folding towels on reception. Um, and then Tia Toomey and Shane Orr came in because they were doing a day seminar at WIT. And I, Dan Williams came down the stairs and I was like, oh, it's, I can't believe Tia's here. Like I was like shaking with like nerves. And he was like, oh, do you want to just jump in the workout? And I was sharing a bar with Tia Toomey, like the second year she won the games or the first year even, when she was a Reebok athlete. I was sharing a bar with her doing squats under the eye of Shane Orr. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like four weeks ago, I was like, what the fuck's that sticker on your shoe to my mate at Whit in <laughs> London? And then I'm folding towels for Tia and sharing a bar with her. Um but because I trained with these people for so long, like Sarah, Sarah Signa's daughter, she's so lovely. And she's exactly how she is online and in the documentaries as she is offline. Elliot, Jamie Simmons, all these like amazing athletes that welcomed me into their lives and just let me make videos with them and trusted me to do so. Yeah. And then when they started doing really well, like this Khan video, this this just done really well, exceeded my expectations then other athletes go like oh we can trust sam he's not going to make a dickhead out of us he's going to make a dick out of himself yeah. um, and probably like put us on the pedestal and make us look amazing and which is my goal with every video and every collab i do i want to make the other person look amazing um and involve them in the creative process i don't want to just be like turn up this is the shot let's just stand there take this like khan was coming up with ideas he came up with the idea of him being cheated on um we, we would try for hours literal hours we filmed for eight hours we tried for like an hour to try and get his reflection in this pond that we found <laughs> the 
coming behind my shoulder as the old man and putting his hand because you know at the end of yeah, the yeah. Where I'm like oh, I got like that so it was going to be he as the old dead lady or man puts his hand on my shoulder and we see his reflection in the pond and then I go oh, and I turn but we the wind was too windy and the pond was rippling so we were trying to wait for this moment of stillness and we kept going go 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 <gasps> like I want to get them involved in the process and like Sarah is also very creative Daniel Brandon was jokes to work with um and so it's, it's a huge relief that like the early ones did so well and now these these huge superstar athletes of the sport um trust me enough to work with me um which is really really nice is there like do you you have an idea i assume like do you know like are you thinking um um all right noah you did you did one with noah for mm. like it was kind of like a pliability theme um and it was you know like stretch there was kind of there was two was there two yeah there was two was we two did have one where it was like the um zoolander trend that was yeah, happening yeah. The time where he like walks in he's like pouts yeah um and because i worked so i worked with pliability on their social media and kind of still do to a small uh, small degree um and then met him in texas before rogue invitational and just like hit it off him and Laura Horvath, me, Fraser, Laura Horvath, and Noah Olsen were driving from Fort Worth to Dallas, and we were like four hours just chatting shit. Unbelievable experience, and they're so both so so lovely, but both either end of the spectrum and how lovely they are. Like Laura's very like, I will win the games, but she's so yeah. lovely. And then Noah's like, Yo, Sammy, what's your fucking name? <laughs> just really excitable, like a golden retriever. Um, but, I I emailed I emailed Laura. Um, she was on the show before, like about two years ago or something. I emailed her maybe about two about a month ago, hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I'd love to have you on before the games." And I, I, like literally about fifteen minutes later, I got an email, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" She actually replied. Like I didn't need you to reply. Yeah. And my wife was like, "Oh, what did you say?" And uh, I said, "Oh, she said hi, Peter. It's really great to hear from you. No thanks." <laughs> I was just like, I was like, it's possibly the most laura horvath yeah, reply yeah you could actually get to an email i thought it was so funny. yeah she's so lovely she's so funny she actually doesn't follow me on instagram um and this is like a joke that she's playing on me for some reason she finds it hilarious but every time i see her she's like i still don't follow you <laughs> <laughs> okay um but i i told actually this is a funny story but uh, i i made her a sign in berlin because she made a deal with me saying if you make me a sign and you stand there in the last event and hold it up, and I wrote Kadoosh, and I stood there in the stands, and she was on the like it's lane one, so it was perfect where I was sat. I put it between my legs to clap and wave at her, and when I looked down, it had gone through the whole of the chair underneath the like the whole coliseum. And that this woman sat beside me. I've got a video on my phone. I'll send it to you. Me just filming this woman, this like German woman that's just laughing at me, and I'm just. <laughs> Again, Laura, your sign's gone down there. I'm really sorry. Like zooming in on um, but yeah, she doesn't follow me. But that that response is exactly how Laura is, and that's probably like super polite for Laura. But no, yeah. thank But do you um do when you when you like ha have access to the person? So when you know Noah's like key, like oh yeah, I'll do something with you. Yeah. Do you go like all right? I have an idea, Noah. Would you like to do a video with me? Um, here's the idea or do you go like hey no would you like to make a video and he goes yeah and you're like oh fuck now I need to think of something no so I like I normally have an inkling before like with Rad for example with Daniel Brandon uh, Ben Massey reached out to me with a uh, Cooper Marsh separately just being like 
hey, uh, Daniel Brandon's in the in the country. She's coming to do like uh, rad tapes with us um, for a week uh, if you want to do a sketch. And then that was like a month before. And immediately my like thinking cap is on and I'm going, what is her like brand? Like yeah, what, yeah. what video would work for her brand? Um, and the same with Noah. Gymshark reached out to me and we're like, hey, buddy, Noah's in town. I know you guys have done stuff together in uh, Texas. Um, would be awesome if you want to film with him and do something in, in Gymshark clothing. Um, and it's a huge, it's a win-win for me. It's like uh, a slight bump up of followers because I'm working with these these people that have significantly more followers than me. But then I also get to like meet people that I've been DMing <laughs> in their DM requests for three years. Like Noah yeah. Olson, I've got a screenshot of me messaging me like 2019 being like, um, hey buddy, uh, 2019 is definitely going to be your year. <laughs> Do you uh, ever just train abs? <laughs> <laughs> he never replied until we did the video together and then he saw it it was like a laughing he did like loads of laughing emojis like bro i never just train abs but thank you for asking i uh, that's one of my that's one of my things of um you know sometimes like i'll message someone about coming on the show yeah and then you know it might not happen or whatever and then a couple of months later i'll be like oh i must message them and i go in and see the last message and it's like oh so if they yeah. see this if they see this one they're also going to see the old one as well and yeah. then i'm always like if i delete that does it delete on their end or is it just on my end and i have this whole thing of like maybe is it better to just leave it and then i show that i'm keen like chandler smith is a he's a, a prime example of that of like there are about 300 unreplied messages oh, really? on one side and i wrote him a letter um i fucking love chandler and i wrote him a letter to Invictus and he mm. DM'd me he got it like and replied like wrote me a message really nice DM and he was like oh I promise I'll come on um this is gonna sound like I'm bitter but I'm not uh, he was like oh I promise I'll come on after semi-finals if I qualify mm. for the games he hasn't um but <laughs> when he sent me that I was like oh fuck cool he replied that's oh wait he's after seeing he would have had to see all of the messages like yeah, going back. Yeah. like and as well you know when someone's story disappears but you've replied to a really specific thing in a story and then all you can see is yeah. this weird message floating in the middle with no precursor to it or no explanation yeah, yeah exactly but really actually that bald man that i was trying to find earlier on i've got a message uh reply to one of my stories that i can't i must have deleted but it says did you spaff <laughs> <laughs> that's it it's all he's messaged me before saying hey mate this is me so before ask after asking um if i spaffed he then wanted a selfie with me um but chandler smith is such a legend like i was yeah. very lucky as well that he came to a puma event at wit um and jesse smith as well they're just like they're both unbelievably lovely he's an absolute gent he's um i think his military background has made him just like he's like perfectly pr trained like he's just yeah. so polite he's so lovely to be around and jesse's just like a pixar character yeah she's um, very energetic yeah yeah unbelievable They're both so and lovely. sam sam is in that as well and he is he's low-key hilarious like he's, he's yeah he's very oh, like okay. he's so good he, he and he doesn't like he doesn't say a huge amount but when yeah. he does it's always either a incredible reference to something obscure that you would have never thought of like some simpsons quote or something or yeah. it's like just a perfectly timed one-liner he's very funny yeah he's a very very good lad he's very fit as well he's just qualified isn't he in a team yeah yeah he's um yeah he is um 
you so you so you go to them you have a bit of an idea you go to them and then you kind of flesh it out with them yeah so i i kind of I, if I'm in a DM relationship with them, um, and a lot of the time it goes through the brand first, then to them. And normally the brand come back with like, oh, maybe we don't do this because of this reason. Um, but a lot of the time I, I have a lot of ideas that I've just written in my notes. I've got like hundreds of ideas, like July to film. And I've probably got like 30 video ideas. Um, and then I just go, oh, which one of these can I attach to this person, which makes most sense to attach to Daniel Brandon or Sarah Sigmund's daughter or whoever. Um and is that do you do you do you kind of avoid that that feared like block then by being like well i've got this stack of things that mm -hmm. i can revert back to that i haven't made so like yeah. if an opportunity comes up you don't have that pressure of like oh shit like what what would be funny for them you actually have a library of haven't yeah. made yet like constantly like saving audios saving uh other people's videos that might not be very well done on tick like tiktok is like a minefield of good ideas um, but not a lot of good execution. There's a lot yeah. of people on TikTok doing funny things, but maybe not like executing in the best way or doing it in one take rather than doing like multiple takes with different characters. Um, so if you jump on trends early, especially then like a lot of the time, TikTok trends blow up two months or three months even sometimes before Instagram. So if you find something funny on TikTok and you do it in a month, it's probably not even landed on Instagram yet. So you'll look like you're ahead of the curve, but really you're a, a little bit late. Um, so I just how many, um, how many uh, Instagram followers do you have? 103k. That's crazy, and that's like it's a quite recent. Like I, you've you've had you've had a, a decent following for a mm. while, but that's a big jump over the last like four or five months. Yeah, it went up like um, 30k in like three weeks or two weeks or something, um, which was mental because it took me. I think I did a I was on did a post on threads the other day. It took me three and a half like three and a half years to get 10k followers um on Instagram, which is mental. And on threads it took me four days. Yeah. Um which which it's just it's mad. And again, like I, I always say this in stories and things, I, I feel like the vanity metrics of Instagram and TikTok only really matter to brands um and influencers when they when they like think it gives them status. Um, but it only really matters if those people are invested in you and stick around and engage with your stuff, which is why I like, I try to foster more of a community than I do. Just like, I am this person, you are a follower. I like yeah. to reply to people a lot, um, whenever I can. And for a long period, I replied to literally everyone. I would sit there and reply to everyone, but then it ruined relationships. So I, uh, try to not do that as much anymore, but, um, yeah, I do get a lot of requests and I do reply to a lot, a lot of people. And once you, the thing is with Instagram, if you put people in your primary DMs, they can always DM you and it's, you can't like read them without, you know, if it's, if it's in requests, you can read something without it being seen. Oh, um, is it not seen when you read it there? No, if it's in a request, you can read it. So for example, Chandler Smith might have read your stuff and not accepted it and put it in primary. Um, well, the issue with Chandler as well is he has DMs, frequently has DMs turned off. Like that you can't message him unless he's following you and then sometimes he turns it on oh, okay got for like a little while and then i'm like boo, 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 and then he turns it off again <laughs> it's probably my fault it's going on and off um yeah that's uh okay that's interesting yeah um do you manage any other do you do any other social medias so you do some stuff for pliability do you do other uh, accounts 
No, no. So I stepped away from where and went to pliability on like a semi full time basis, remote working to give myself more time in the day to film my own stuff because it was American time, New York based. Yeah. Um, and helped them with the transition from Romwad to pliability along with Fraser, uh, and Cody Mooney, who's a bloody legend, ex athlete. We're trying to convince him to compete again because he's so fit. Um, in every sense of the word, he's unbelievably handsome and a fucking mammoth of a man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, helped him with that transition. And now it's kind of like, like I said, like I, the deal I had with Halo Top at the time was like life changing to me. But to now be working with brands like Guinness, which would have been a 10 round audition process three years ago for me, for them to then be reaching out to me being like, hey, can you do this for this amount of money? That's like a stupid amount of money for me, like to me. Um, probably not to anyone else, but like to to feel like I was in an overdraft a year and a half ago that was just, I was paying three pounds every day into an overdraft. Um, <laughs> anything that's a plus is a big bonus for me. So uh, yeah, I feel like I'm at the stage now that I can just essentially retire and be a full-time knobhead on my phone, which is an amazing feeling. So no, no. So was, that, was that Guinness? Was that the, the made it moment then? Yeah, that for sure was the first, as the best paid job I might ever have. Uh, it was just, and the biggest opportunity, like I genuinely love Guinness. So it was when that landed in my email inbox, I was like, I would do, I'm glad I've, I've already been paid, but I would have done it for free. Like I would have like, <laughs> send me the cans, I'll just drink them. And the annoying thing with this advert is uh, uh, you can't actually, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get drunk <laughs> for the advert. And I really wanted to, because I went out a viral video like a year and a half ago, right? With Fraser. Oh yeah, this is my first drink. Yeah, we drank like 12 or 13 pints of Guinness and um, they wouldn't let me do that, um, sadly, because that would have been, that been a great Was that actually your idea of just sitting in your house with the surge? Just being oh like, my God, yeah, I was, my like, first drink. I was like, can I just do like a drinking challenge with the Nitro Surge and like enjoy every, like each each one more and more than my agent was like, no, definitely yeah. not. Because um, is there God. the same thing in... Um... In the UK, there is an Ireland of that, like drink responsibly, like thing on every ad, every so it'd be like this Guinness ad promoting binge drinking, and then be like, uh, please drink responsibly from Diageo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much uh, yellow tape around um, alcohol advertising. Like, you couldn't have a Guinness can in shot that was closed; it had to always be open to show that it's already been poured into the glass. Otherwise, if you've got a full glass and a closed can, it looks like oh, you're it's having two, two drinks. Glasses. Yeah, Fuck exactly. Off, like. Um, so you had to be so careful when you shot, and like the foam of the head. I actually shot with a, a really good friend of mine who's a very funny content creator called Fred Asquith. He also did a Guinness ad that's coming out soon, and I was featured in his. They invited me to do his, and he was in mine. Um, but we had to reshoot his twice because the Guinness head was uh, not to, up to scratch. Oh, it has uh, to be like the right width or oh, it has like height. The, the the cappuccino kind of foam when you tilt it, it has to be perfect it has to be clear white no bubbles um and the, the the nitro surge is bloody good mate if you haven't tried it they're like sold out everywhere try and get one because they are so so good if you like yeah. Guinness um how many TikTok followers do you have uh 280k to like nearly 290 <laughs> isn't it isn't it so crazy like that there's that many Mental. people in the world oh, never mind just following <laughs> Yeah, yeah, literally just press follow underneath the mustache. But again, with uh with Instagram, you can kind of um you can kind of predict your engagement with the, the amount of followers. TikTok well, doesn't make any sense. Oh mate, it means it means nothing. You could have a I remember someone told me once if you just post consistently, eventually something will go viral. 
And mm. I, I posted what I thought was consistently for three days and nothing happened. So I just gave up. Um, is one of them more lucrative than the other, like Instagram or TikTok? Instagram, yeah, for sure. Because I think, again, brands as well can appreciate when someone's got better engagement on Instagram. You can't, yeah. like, again, like it, it, it's almost a fluke if you go viral on TikTok. Whereas if something goes viral on Instagram, it's normally because the quality is very good and yeah. or you've got a community of people that really, really uh, back your content. Um, it is annoying tiktok like again like you just said i've reposted stuff from a year ago like i did a fly sketch i reposted that two days ago on tiktok and it got a million views it's like and it got six million views last year so it's it's like you could just repost people do just repost every other day new content um but um people people do that on instagram as well though yeah um there's Vicky, who's I think he's going. he's working with hwbo i think this year oh, uh, he said he paid twenty eight thousand for a day with Sam. Ah, mate, Mikey, you just pay for me to come to Australia. and I what? See, the thing is, if you change the tone that that comment is read out in, so it's like, <laughs> I paid $28,000 for a day with Sam. That's pleasant, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I'd pay twenty. Like, whatever tone you read it in dictates yeah, how they exactly. meant that to be read. Hey, yeah, you've been to drama school. You must have. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bruce, where the fuck is it? Oh, yeah, you do you have a dream athlete? Oh, is there someone know. that you'd love then? Is there someone that you haven't? Is there someone oh. that you'd love to do another one with? Or is there someone that you'd... And obviously, no disrespect to anyone else that you've worked with, no disrespect to any other potential mm. athletes that you might work with or whatever. But is mm. there someone that you'd be like, oh, that, they'd be unbelievable? I, or like, oh, I have this amazing idea, but it only works for that person and nobody else. Mm. Uh, like two weeks ago, that would have been Carl Porter because I had that idea for such a long time. And I, he was in London like a year ago. Um, and I messaged... Uh, my friend in wit said oh Khan's here and i didn't know him well enough and i didn't back myself enough to dm him um and she was like i'll speak to him if you want to film a sketch with him but yeah, unfortunately i had to leave at a flight that night so i've had that idea for a long time probably so best it's... that idea didn't come through a third party can you imagine <laughs> Khan standing at reception of wit and she's like and then you wear the dress and then he's just like oh, i yeah, yeah. really have to go <laughs> yeah yeah and then basically you die and uh he'll cover you in talcum powder um yeah weird uh but probably at the moment um someone who's like making a lot of noises like danny spiegel like she would is like there's so much i could do like i could make yeah. such a fool of myself with someone like danny spiegel um yeah probably danny spiegel at the minute she said she's keen to do a video so hopefully at the games um because she's not competing so hopefully we can link up and do something very very silly she posted a video the other day with feathers and stuff so i might have to order a feather costume and try and do a collab there um which could go uh quite viral you could actually uh, you could reuse that for the day with vicky then the feathers exactly. like, like, double, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah save, yeah, save exactly. on your um, you can probably expense it to him as part of the 28k um yes. so in the last year then so you were at the games last year correct Yes, yeah. And then you're at Waterpalooza. You're at Rogue. You're at Waterpalooza. Yeah. You're at Berlin. You had that Gymshark big event, whatever that was up in Manchester. Yeah. Um, And you're going to the games again this year? Yeah, yeah, going to the games. Um, Even if you remove, obviously a lot of that stuff doesn't happen if you remove all the little moments like the, you know, the Chandler and Jesse and the can. Mm -hmm. And like if you remove those bits or if you remove like the games following you and stuff. But like, those going to those events like like when i realized i was going to waterpalooza i so close to shit my pants i was like this and it's similar 
on a much smaller scale similar to your guinness thing where it was like this can't actually be happening like there's obviously something someone's joking or there's something yeah, yeah. Like, gonna happen or there'll be another fucking lockdown or some volcano yeah. erupt and put a stop to it but like those like like i assume you're enjoying them i hope you're enjoying them because those moments are like like they're not prices because you can pay for them but they are prices like moments oh, really yeah. yeah well it's like i mean because i was exactly the same i didn't believe i was actually going to the games uh with whip two years ago when i was when i first went um and that was a I, that was a sarah clap that year yeah yeah so that that year was like towards the tail end of covid so it was still you had to go to a green listed country before you go to madison so we went to Antigua for two weeks, me and like... It's a hard life, isn't it? Hard life, mate, hard life. Uh, we were in an all-inclusive uh, villa in Antigua for two weeks. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't believe I was going to the games. I was like, I'm going to get COVID here or something. Something's yeah. going to go wrong. And then uh, until I was going down that escalator in Madison with like Medeiros and Tier on the, you know, in the big black and white in the airport, I was like, I'm actually here. And then you see the Capitol building in the day and you're like, this is mental. Um, but I do, I, yeah, I, I, I love it. And like that was an, an amazing experience, um, introducing Sarah Sigmund's daughter for Wit as her first appearance after her injury. So it was huge. And it was the first time I met Snorri, big Snorri Baron, who's a bloody gem of a man. Um, yeah, one of the loveliest teddy bear, scariest looking man on earth, but um, absolute gem of a man. Um, and he came up with the idea. He just said to me, uh, why don't you do something like a clap? And I remember seeing on the Icelandic football team doing the doom, doom. Mm. And I didn't have a drum, sadly. So I was like, Tom Lowe, be my drum. He's a good ball friend of mine. Um, and everyone joined in and it went mental and it, it went quite viral. So uh, that was kind of the beginning of like, oh, maybe I could cause some like, yeah. I could make some noise in this industry. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you, man. I'm like, and you had a panel show in Water, at Waterpalooza. And that was the first Waterpalooza I went to as well. Yeah. Um, just unbelievable there, wasn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and then you're probably at the position, you're like, you could probably message Waterpalooza now and be like, hey, would you be interested in me? Come? You know what I mean? Like it's at that stage now where it's it's kind of gone stratospheric where you can, you know, again, there probably are competitions that it would be off brand. But like mm. Wadapalooza would be very on brand for them to on have brand. you do stuff, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's so cool. Um, is, is it challenging being, because um, I think something that a lot of people suffer with is moving out of CrossFit and then being seen mm. as like, oh, like they think they're so fucking it now. They're moving out. Like they've mm. used up Cross and they've moved on. Do you find it challenging to kind of do both, like to do stuff in to be relevant and you kind of, you know, poignant or timely in CrossFit while also, you know, making a proper living by doing like, you know, Guinness shit mm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's a great question. Like I, my agent, when I first signed with my agent, the beginning of this year, it was kind of the, the first the conversation we had was um, how high is the ceiling in CrossFit? And then I argued that, it doesn't always have to be branded CrossFit. Everyone in the world knows what a gym is. Um, and CrossFit is a like objectively a ridiculous sport. If you look at it on paper and you go, oh, just watch this video of someone doing crossovers and getting really angry on the world stage of the sport. You'd be like, this can't be a sport, surely. Um, and no one was really making fun of CrossFit. So that's why I started doing it. And then, uh, yeah, so now it's kind of, 
luckily, luckily, the the following base I have are very well receiving of more generic sketches, like this fly sketch I did um, last year, and I did the punches beard off kid for Christmas, <laughs> and like that is so far from CrossFit, but it's uh, I hope well done enough that people go like, oh, he's put a lot of effort in. Um, and that's why I don't post as regularly. I don't follow the traditional influencer trajectory of two posts a day, 17 stories minimum. I kind of just go, I'd always put effort and quality before consistency, which is probably not probably the, quite a slow way of growing, but I'd rather grow slowly with a group of people that get what I do than grow by doing two videos a day and four of them go viral in two weeks and I get 60,000 followers, but then I do some posts and they all unfollow me. Cause I know a lot of people that have gone on like reality TV shows and things and gained like 900,000 followers in a week. And now all they're doing is chasing their tail because they're losing a thousand followers every week, every story they do, they lose 500 followers. Um, so I'd much rather the long game of like dapping my toe into things and just trying different um, areas of, of comedy. But it's always, it always the foundation of my content is always going to be, I hope, high quality comedy, and then mm. everything else should just hopefully work itself out. Um, um, how come you still edit on your phone? Is I it just, is it a point of pride now to be like, look at you <laughs> fucking idiots with your MacBooks? Uh, yeah, I've actually got a massive monitor behind this laptop that I bought to edit on, and I got a. I bought this like a month ago and I haven't opened. Um, that I just, I'm a Mac and this, a keyboard for the audio listens and a new MacBook. That was like, if I buy that, then surely I'll edit on a laptop. Yeah. But I, just, I can do it so quickly on my phone and like, I film everything on my phone. It's already on my phone. The file management's really easy. Uh, I just, I like it. It's just I can edit anywhere. I can be on the tube with no signal, just whip out my phone, at AirPods in, and just edit a sketch. Um, what do you edit it on? Uh, an app called Video Leap. Oh yeah, um, I use Splice. Yeah, I used to. That was the, the, the first app I used, and then um, yeah, oh, really got it. Um, Andrew, Sam wants to do a video with you, and I told him he's doing. He might be doing a video with Michelle, and I told him that you're staying with Michelle, so he wants to do a video with you. Um, and we need to make that happen. Yeah, um, shit like that never gets old to me. That I'm like doing a video, doing an episode, and Andrew Hiller comments. <laughs> I just think this is funny, and it's funny as well because I'm sure it never gets old for him because you know, 12 months ago, no one would have given a fuck who Andrew Hiller was commenting on a video. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. like he's had a similar, like just like huge upward. Oh yeah, blown um, up. I had the I had the same thing. I I haven't commented on one of your episodes. Ever since I commented on um, Sevan's, you did an episode with Sevan, and mm. I commented being like, hey, blah, 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 I said something stupid. And he unfollowed me live on that episode because he, <laughs> because of uh, my boner in the Daniel Brandon sketch. He was like, oh, I'm actually going to unfollow him because he had a boner in the Daniel Brandon sketch. I was like, shit, I should have kept quiet. There we go. Um, Look, Hitler, Hitler's in. He's oh, I love it. Game on. I love it um it'll be if you if you were if you weren't watching at the start hiller it'll be embarrassing for sam and flattering for you that's his uh that's his yeah modus yeah. operandi um yes. well god i can't believe i pulled that phrase out i don't know where that came from um the uh plan for the games then so are you going on off your own bat are you going for yourself are you going like with you, have you stuff to do there 
for other yes. people or are you going there with yourself i'm gonna i'll be working with pliability with cody fraser and scott um because they're just a great group of lads we'll go i'll probably go to new york for a few days before to their office um uh and just like help them with like athletes they're gonna like fraser for example will need to like build the athlete packs meet them before the games sort them out with the kit um so it's just a nice content opportunity for someone to be there to film the bts for like after yeah. the fact um unfortunately because we're not a sponsor of the games you can't be in the events shooting events etc um and we wouldn't want to piss off crossfit so we're not going to be doing that don't worry uh, but filming behind the scenes stuff with athletes is always really cool so yeah. um i'll just be doing that on my phone so that is mental so i don't even that's literally it that's my life this little phone with my imagine missions. you dropped it i know oh my god imagine because um, i bought i bought a camera uh i'm going to do a vlog of going to the games I bought yeah. a camera to do it because I was like, oh, um, story. You said, like trying something scary or something. Yeah, like um, I've never done it before, but I did. So I, uh, I be, I'm good friends with Will, um, Michelle's Will. Uh, they're mm. not a couple, but you know what I mean? Um, and I was kind of chatting to him about it. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking he was like, just use your phone. He was like, for what you'd pay, the camera on your phone is better than the camera that you'd get you know yeah. like by buying a camera um so i was like okay i'll do a test run this weekend i'll edit it and send it to you and you tell me what you think of it and he's like great so i was emceeing an event like in limerick so i was like oh i'll record myself like packing leaving all that kind of stuff um you know like maybe a bit driving down or whatever i don't know how i'll do that legally but i'll figure it out and then i was like i'll record myself like emceeing whatever. i'll piece it all together no one will ever see it. it'll just be for will just to see the style or whatever mm. um i recorded myself packing and then i forgot like or like, what happened was loads of times I had opportunities, but I'd be like, oh, I'd have to fucking take out my mic and my, I'd have to set it up. Yeah. And it, so now I'm, I have the camera. So now it's like literally pre-prepared in a bag. I built for athletes bag, but it's pre-prepared in a bag. And I just have to take it out and turn it on rather than being like, just give me a second. I need to turn on my gimbal and like stabilize it so that my phone doesn't flop around. That happened to me at... Berlin, I was trying to record something and Anya, you know Anya that does Emma McQuaid's uh, content, she yeah, was standing yeah. beside me and my phone was on the gimbal and it just, just like started doing this uh, as I was recording, like turning left and right and I was like, I don't know what's happening, I don't know how to stop it. It's like, this is just, this is just the video. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited to do that, it'll be fun. Uh, fun and different. Um, yeah. You, so you're, you're, and you're obviously going to have you're going to forge opportunities to do stuff like the Danny Spiegel stuff you're talking about or with Hiller or with Michelle or whatever as well around that. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, I did a story yesterday, well, today actually, just being like, any athletes want to do a video? Because I did, I did like at the Rogue Invitational, I just fired out a bunch of DMs to people and um, a lot of them were well received by the DMs of people coming back, like Danny Spiegel coming back and be like, let's mm. do it. Matt Fraser again, he wants to do another one. Um, so it is just... I think the next step would then just be coming up with ideas and concepts and then writing them out concisely enough that someone who kind of cares, but probably doesn't really care could read and be like, Oh, that does sound really funny. And then be like, I'll be on board. I'll be free at this hour outside the Coliseum or in this vendor village or wherever. Um, and then just do the video with them because the difficulty with my videos is I write really long shot lists that are probably like 80 shot long lists of uh, like, tick boxes is that um, because like you'd have a close-up of your face a close-up of their face yeah. just, like a two shot of both of you yeah. yeah yeah so I'll, I'll have the video in my head already 
Uh, and I'll initially write like a blurb of a video. And that's what I did with like Puma and Chandler Smith and um, Jesse. I just sent them the video concept, top line. And then on the day went, so Chandler, here are your shots. We're just going to do this, 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 six shots for you, three shots for Jesse, 40 shots for me, but you don't have to be here. I'll get my girlfriend who's very, very, I'm very lucky to have in my life to help me with videos and things. Um, so the shots of me, no one has to be there. I could just do it afterwards, but in the free moments I have athletes, I'm like, hey, let's get like the Matt Fraser one, for example. I did a video with there was a trending sound. Oh, it's no a silent look. Silent yeah. stood there like this. And I literally, he was on the way to a podcast with James Smith. And I was like, Matt, I'm really sorry, mate. Big fan. I was wearing a hardware pays off t-shirt. He was like, Oh, I've seen your fucking videos. And I was like, Oh my god, even better. And I was like, I'd love to get you in didn't, one. Didn't realize Matt Fraser was a surfer from point break, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As I said, as I committed to it, I was like, fuck, that was shit. That was Keanu Reeves. That's what that was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I was just like, all you have to do is stand still and I'll do the rest. And he was like, yeah, sure. Folded his arms and I was just like slowly panning in. I went, walk out of frame. He walked out of frame and I was like, thank you very much. And he was like, please just send it to me. And it was O'Keefe. I was like, please just send it to him. Oh, that's a bad impression as well. Please <laughs> send it to him before you post anything. And I sent it to him, Sammy, and Hard Work Pays Off training accounts being like, hey, here's draft one. Let me know what you think. And they all replied being like, fucking love it. Let's go. But I didn't collab. I didn't collab with him. I just posted it. And it still did really well. Um, but I'd love to do a video with him again. Uh, and Tia, I've never done a video with Tia. I would love to do a video with her. Um, yeah. So you could, do, you could do one with Tia where you're... Uh, just when you said that, I instantly thought of your face on a baby <laughs> just popped into my head. When you said, I'd love to do one with Tia, I just imagined like people coming up to Tia being like, oh, can we see the baby? And like pulling back the blanket. It's just like your mustachioed face. Oh my God. That is a, I'm not even joking. That is a good idea. Like a pram. Tia with a pram yeah. and then me in the pram. Yeah. That's actually genius. I'm going to write that down. Um, yeah. Will saying so I hated his advice. No, I didn't hate your advice. I just wasn't capable of implementing your advice. So I had to ignore your advice to a more dumbed down version of it. Um, okay, I'll let you go. Um, uh, it's been great getting to talk to you. I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do it. Um, one of the things um, that really, when I think of you, so that there's a few things I think of when I think of you. I think of like some of the videos that you made and stuff, and some of the stupid stuff that you do that I find funny. Um, but also, one, uh, and this will probably seem pathetic with the benefit of hindsight, but one of the nicest moments I've had so far um, in doing this is was at Strength and Depth last year, where I went to the toilet, um, and I <laughs> I did my I was doing my wee. And I was like, oh, I'll just go over here and wash my hands. And you were standing waiting for the urinal, I think. And you said, oh, Mr. Coffee Pods and Wads. And I was like, oh, hello. And then uh, you ended your wee. And I was like, holy shit, someone knew who I was <laughs> at, <laughs> at something. Good. Like someone actually recognized me. Um, so that the the graciousness or the the generosity of time or effort or whatever to say that, uh, that really stood out as, you know, I marked you as a good person after that. Maybe that's fickle, I don't know. Um, and then the second thing that I think of your posture is fucking remarkable when you're walking around. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you took this out of me when you saw me last time. I was like doing like, yeah, you have this like shoulder back, but it's like a perfect straight back of like 
you know, you I mean, you work for you work for Pliability. You obviously do go what um, because it's incredibly, <laughs> it's incredibly good posture. Um, but no, listen, I wish you every continued success. It's like if nothing else, your videos are hugely entertaining for me. So I keep doing them for data for no other reason. But I hope it continues to be lucrative and rewarding, and you know, opportunities arise and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for saying hello at, in London last year and for agreeing to come on now. Yeah, of course, man. It's lovely to see you succeed as well. Um, you've been fucking consistent and I feel really bad. After I dropped out of the last podcast, you telling me I nearly missed my 300th day in a row or something like that. Oh my fucking God. Um, so it's awesome to see you succeeding as well. And you work yeah. with all I mean, I'm not Guinness succeeding. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's like, you know, this is, uh, let's not pretend. It's like, there's, 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 there's levels to success. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're a legend. Thank, thank you for bearing with and getting me on. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we'll catch up in Madison, I'm sure.